Go Light presents Murder Most Irish. This week's episode of Murder Most Irish. I did not know there was zips here. I didn't know there was zips on that. Well, I knew there was zips on the top, but I, honestly, I just thought there was. I'm gonna be real honest. What's the point in this? I have. Is there a hole? There's a hole. Yeah. What's the point of this? Uh, Emma has a jumpsuit on and it's got zips on the sleeve. Decoration but the zip on the sleeve opens just to her bare it's skin. It's like where they put fake zips in women's clothing. For, drives me bananas. I remember Awar used to do this where they would you'd have jeans and they bring in like a certain amount of jeans and they would have fake pockets. What's the point? But yeah, I don't I actually did not realise there was zips. I knew there was these bad boys. Is are they fake pockets? Let's check. No, they're real. Oh. I can put my Euros in here. Would bus. you want to? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got the bus into town uh yesterday. Yesterday. And there was some German tourists, uh who obviously didn't understand the bus situation. Who were duped into staying in the hotel. No, obviously, yeah. And they were trying to get on the bus. And the rudest fucking bus driver. I was like, dude, it is 11 o'clock in the morning. There is no need for you to be behaving towards these three girls that don't understand that they had to have coins to get on a fucking bus. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, he was, like, rolling his eyes at them. And I had change because they were like, oh, it's only coins. And I had some change. So I gave them the change. And um, I put it in and uh, he went to them, hurry up. And that I, we went up the stairs and I just cool. went to them. I was like, I'm really sorry about that. I was like, I trust, believe me that not everybody in Dublin is like that fucking dickhead downstairs. And they were like, no, it's okay. We should have known. I was like, no, you shouldn't, shouldn't have. have. Because every fucking normal civilization in this country, you can tap a fucking card to get on and pay for the public bus. transport. He was so rude to them. And they were lovely, gorgeous, like three supermodels. Like stunning. Did you talk to them about they the hotel all, situation? Like, six foot and blonde. No, but I explained to them about the leap card, and I was like, "And you can also buy like hop on, hop off yeah. cards in town." So I gave them the name of Central and Spa and a couple of other places, and told them what to ask for. He was so rude. Maybe he was just having a bad morning or whatever. But I was like, "Man, there's oh, no." Need. And there's it was no need. it was the three of them and me. That's all that was at the bus stop. It wasn't like there was a massive crowd. Hurry up! It's just me behind them, and I don't care. It's like. Funny. Translatable. I don't know, but they knew what he was saying because oh. they were like, right, and I just had like four year on. I was just like, put that in because they didn't have, because she came home with her card and he was like, no. He didn't even say to her, sorry, no. He was like, no, coins. It's like, you're a fucking dickhead. You're a better person than me because I would have said it to him. I just put my money in and I went upstairs and talked to them and I was like, I'm really sorry. Not everybody. And she was I like, no, everybody like... has been lovely to us so far. I was like, of course you had to meet the one asshole fucking bus driver. Yeah. That's unfortunate because honestly, 79A bus drivers when I was a kid were some of like the best people. And most of them are lovely. Like That's you get sad. on the bus, they're so sound. He was being a dick. Like it's rare that you'll come across like an arsehole bus driver. It is rare. I most hate of them the bus are lovely. Like, um, but I got 79A it was empty. I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, me me and Greg went to town and we left Valley Farm at half 11. Yeah. But we didn't get the bus I drove in because I had the kids. Um, but... um. Yeah, it was like there was no one around. Yeah, it was so nice. It was, it was so lovely. lovely. I bought donuts for Herman and his girl that he, the girl he works with, Julie, I believe her name is. And uh, Dunkin' Donuts was like, is it a Dunkin' Donuts? No, Krispy Kreme was empty. 
Oh, a Temple Bar? Yeah, it was empty. There was no, and I was like, I'm going to go in here now. It's going to be fucking jammers. No one. No one. I was like, that's lovely. And she gave me my tea for free. Oh, she was lovely. Tea and Duncan are in Krispy Kreme's. She's rotten. I opened yeah. it up and I said, English Is that Java Republic shy? In the bed. Yeah, it's disgusting. Well, I only drank a little bit of it because it does that. I'm going to be so such an L one. It's 2022. Can we not make takeaway cups that don't leak when you drink it with Leak? You know, the, when you put the lid on? Uh, and yeah. I was like, please, this is my... Uh, no, and then I'm I, I, lo- tell- I looked down and it's like... I'm going to tell you something. Go on. I gave you a keep cup. Oh, it's out there. Yeah. But like, can, will they fill that up for me? In yes, like that's the whole point of it. Oh, I didn't know if I could go into just like a random place. You can bring your key like, cup into any shop and be like, hey, can you fill that up for me? And oh. I'll charge you whatever the size of your keep cup is. I just did so not bring, know that I, I could do that. I bring my keep cup to Starbucks. Okay, I'm going to do that because honestly, if the, I... No, the only thing I will say is that Starbucks drive throughs Yeah. This is not content. Sorry. <laughs> this is just us talking. This is just us talking. Uh, Starbucks drive throughs don't take... Like, they they can't take your keep cup. Oh, they cup. can't, I suppose. Uh, but if you go into a But you a go place. into a place. Yeah, and like all those, like even in... um. You know when you go across the road to that spur yeah. and if that frank and honest place, yeah. you can use your keep cup. Ah. Yeah. Also, well, I just I just will say that the central bank is so posh now. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? I was like, what's where are the yeah. where are the emos? Yeah. I don't like this. Where bring are the, the emos? Bring the emos back. It's winter. Let them stand outside freezing their balls off in t-shirts. I think it's better Come that on. we like uh, as a group we don't just all stand around outside now. Oh, let them! I I'm feel where, do they, like where really, do they hang out? Well, if that's it. Like, I'm where do they go? Really cold and wet. Yeah, and then my my mother calls them those um carpet or what she call them carpet draggers or road draggers or whatever she called the jeans oh, yeah. that hit the ground and then the water would just, just be, yeah and you could see and then the worst thing like they were wide enough but if you moved a certain way and they hit your skin you'd be like oh. Oh, the worst. Yeah. And you know that you're just dragging piss water because you're piss in the water. middle of the town, like, yeah. and it's just piss water. And, and I used to wear the big, long, like, socks, over-the-knee yeah. socks, two pairs. Yeah. Because I knew that my legs were just going to be so, so cold. good on the bottom. Yeah. And cold. Oh, bring back the... I felt bad because I was like, why is Central Bank so posh now? Yeah, it's, everything's it's, gentrified. Everything is gentrified. Temple Bar is completely gentrified. Everything is gentrified. Um, Although I had a lovely day in town with the kids, I have to say. Um, yeah, Temple's nice I brought Lily's friend to town. Oh my God, she was so funny. Which friend? Her name is Georgia. And I tell you what, Georgia's family wouldn't want to have any secrets. Oh, was she spilling? <laughs> oh my God. She was spilling the beans. She would just tell you anything and everything. Oh, Although she was gasped because she told me something about her granddad. And I was like, what's your granddad's name? And she's like, I don't know, granddad. <laughs> She's like, I don't know his I name. I've met her before. Yeah, yeah she's in the house. She's, she's a great kid. Tiny she's tiny. lovely. Um, she was desperate to try bubble tea. Did she like it? Nope. Yeah, bubble tea freaks me out. Her and Lily both. And I knew, I was like, he won't like won't it. Like but it. I was like, you know what, we'll go and we'll try it. Um, she got taro as the flavour that she got. She was like, I want the purple one. And I was like, right, okay, we'll get the purple one. And Lily was like, I'll get the strawberry one. First, right. Lily was like, I'll get the melon one and a watermelon. And I was like, Lily, you don't like anything flavoured like watermelon. <laughs> You would like watermelon, but, but if not you, like, watermelon you don't like flavored things, watermelon. Yeah. She was like, "Okay, I'll get the strawberry one." So I drank both of them. Oh god! Strawberry one tasted like a yazoo. Oh, yeah, it was actually quite nice. And I don't standardly like the tapioca balls, tapioca. but the ones in this place were actually quite nice because I got a raspberry tea, a raspberry bu- bu- bubble tea when I was in Edinburgh the last time, and I was drinking it, and the balls were freaking me out. You do have to get used to Storm the texture life. of the balls. When I, bit, I was like, oh, yeah. I just, I just, I just someone once made, gave me iced coffee with jelly iced coffee cubes in it. What was that like? 
I didn't realise that was in it and then I started to like it, they started to break up and come through the straw and the texture because I have ADHD yeah no I was just like I couldn't do it they were like popping in my mouth yeah and I was like, no I have wrong. to say I got used to the tapioca yeah, balls yeah. and these ones the taro was actually lovely oh really the taro was like um, it kind of tasted like a sesame mochi Oh yeah, the taro was actually Where, really which, nice. Uh, bubble tea shop. I went to the one in Asia Market at George Street. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the girl was so nice and so sweet, and she was loving. It. I was like, right, we're gonna try it because you want to, and the kids were delighted, and she was loving and it. And how many like, sips did they get before they were like? No. Well, Georgia actually did try her very okay, best. Okay. So she was like, I was like, it takes a while to know if you like something or not. Yeah. And Lily, like, I turned around and like first sip was like, Bleh, spit out. Really? Yeah, but Lily, Lily's quite a like yeah no, but she's, she's good at trying stuff but then sometimes she'd be like it's in her head it's psychological yeah. um, and then we got Bambino's pizza and I have to say it's really good oh yay and I it got some terrible reviews terrible reviews but yeah. the, it was actually really really good Scaldy me and Graham really enjoyed it oh good and it was really busy and staff were lovely we shall go this is the most old one conversation at the start of this podcast I think we've ever had we're going to nah, the thing you texted me the other day is the most old thing we've well, ever talked about I was very about. annoyed about that <laughs> <laughs> I said fuck Tesco but then they came and they brought me a little gift box a gift box 25 years of Tesco so they brought us a little gift box with like chocolate and drinks and things on it which I thought was very sweet but I was like my, my shopping's double it's double double in cost double I what was nearly buying? sick just my messages and cat food my food for the house like I had to buy like you know cleaning products and stuff and I was like why is this so was good? it like a great big shop it wasn't that big like my normal it's only me so it's my normal shop like it's my normal monthly shop that I do your fridge is full yeah but it was full for what I usually pay and I was like this is what the fuck so then I text my family in my group chat and I was like why is Tesco so expensive and Yvonne was like it's a disgrace so then she started sending me deals from little yeah, do you know what? Go you to said, little. You, Go to little. You remind me, like, there are moments in our relationship where I'm like, you are Yvonne McCormick. <laughs> so I always, when I have a problem, if I text you about the problem, My boob is so you will try and fix it for me. Yeah. So you'll go and like I'm like this is such an Yvonne thing whereas like if you text me about a problem my god that's terrible. No you don't <laughs> at all. You always try and find solutions Yeah but for not me. the way you do. Um, you're you, like on it. It's like your mission. I'm on it. But yeah, I like look for about 15 <laughs> minutes and then I'm like I can't help that's you. that's because I care and you don't. That's probably what that is. No but she was like texting me on like oh I'll get this and I was like okay Grant I'll go to but like I can't go to Little because I don't drive so it's like Yeah but if you just it doesn't, planned, it doesn't make any sense. If you just told me when you were no, planning to shut up no, then I could no, plan no, no, my no. monthly shop. I'm that no because you've got shit to do and I'm not going to be like I've got anything to do except go and do my shopping um, but yeah so but I was the all was forgiven when we got our gift boxes oh okay they sent us two I said thank you close another <laughs> he was lovely um, but yeah that's the only thing that's that's like money everything is so expensive <laughs> lads I said it last week <laughs> everything is so expensive I said it last week about London I wasn't wrong about yeah. England yeah, I was like fucked it is terrifying. Oh. I did an analysis the other night in bed because Graham, Graham doesn't really watch the news or read the news yeah. or want to really know what's going on. But then sometimes he'll ask me and he was like, explain what's happened in the UK. So I explained what's happened in terms of like what is actually causing the stability, the instability in the market. And then I said to him, I was like, I'll, I'll do a cost analysis now on what our mortgage would go up by if we were in the, UK. in the UK. And it was absolutely like people can't no. afford. They can't to, afford to live there. Like. It's not even like, I mean, it's, they can't afford to live in London anyway, but now it's like. A basic, it doesn't have to be London. You can have a mortgage for 200,000 
pounds sterling, your mortgage is going to go up by about 600, 800 pounds a month. How can anybody afford that? They can't. Like, and the it's, fuck? it's debt. Like the problem with that also is that like, it's dead money. It's just yeah, inflation. It's just inflation. Yeah. Um, it's just an interest rate like increase. It's not like it's going to anything. No, it's not like you're like, like you know yeah. what? My mortgage should be paid off sooner. Yeah. It's literally like, here's some extra money you have to pay yeah. and you're not getting anything, anything for, for it. it. Because it now costs us, the United Kingdom, more to borrow money because Liz Truss is a fucking Good woman moron. Liz. Good woman Liz. And it's just hardlining yeah I, I like you know when you see I just see the political stuff and I'm like okay yeah political stuff and then you know when I'm on the internet or I'm on Instagram or on TikTok or any of those websites and you see people actually being like I affected by I can't afford to get the train to actual, work actual actual people I can't afford to get on the train yeah. to go to work so yeah. how can how am I meant to get to work to pay my bills to yeah. do it like it's fucking it's shocking anybody that's in the UK at the moment I really hope you need to work cake because my god like Fucking hell, it's so hard. Mm, it's terrifying. Fuck money, man. Fuck the Liz Truss. Fuck the Tories. Fuck Stop the Tories. voting for the Tories. Yeah. What are you doing? Fuck the Tories. Jesus I'd say out now. Christ, yeah, they have to be. Like, they have to be. Also, uh, shout out to Brazil. Getting Bolsonaro out. Woo-hoo! Uh Hopefully Lula's going to win. I really hope so because Jared Bolsonaro is a fucking megalomaniac. A lunatic. Holy mother of God. But like all Flavio's friends vote, voted... Um, he voted, so... How does Flavio vote? Does he do it by email? Does he do it No, he like... has to go to the, to like, the, uh, embassy. the embassy. So, yeah, he voted and his friends all voted. And uh, so hopefully, because he has to get... Fifth, Lula has to get 50% plus one vote in the first round to win. But if he doesn't get 50% plus one vote, there's going to be a second round. So that's the way Brazilian oh, okay. politics do. But the only problem is, if Lula does win... Uh, Bolsonaro has basically threatened a military coup yeah and he has the military on his side so I was like I'm going to Brazil in December I was like no you're not <laughs> because if they are doing weird shit you're not going there yeah. like you're staying where you are but um, that's the good news I mean I suppose maybe Ooh, we don't know Listen, we'll take what we can get we don't know we don't know it's a, it's we'll a, take what we a little from get. column A a little from column B um, I don't have any housekeeping housekeeping yeah. Oh, just to say hello to the lovely girl, Claire, who I met in Boots and St. Stephen's Green. I'm not giving away too much information. No. Boots and St. Stephen's Green on Saturday who spoke to me. Uh, It was lovely to meet you. I'm very sorry I had to run, but just wanted to say hello and you're lovely and I love your hair. What was her hair like? beautiful, sleek, black French bob. Oh. Gorgeous. And she was wearing the cutest outfit. She had like a black uh, woolly polo neck and a little black and grey... Tartan skirt. Oh, she sounds lovely. She was adorable. So just to say hello what to Claire. What shoes she have on? I didn't see her shoes. Black tights, but did not Claire, see her Claire, send shoes. us, let me know what shoes you're Claire, wearing. Give us a whole picture of the outfit. No, she I need was a lovely. full picture. But they were so busy. Fuck me. I just felt... In so, boots? Oh my God. It was fucking out the door. Why? There was like a queue the whole way around as I was waiting to get stuff for him. Uh, Colin had surgery on Wednesday, but he's okay. Mm, uh, he's, he's struggling. He's struggling a little bit. It's not pleasant. I would not like to get that done. No, God, no. I would be like so mad if I yeah. got that because that he's so frustrated and he can't leave the house because they were like, you're not allowed to go outside for like the first five, six days. Well, that medication can make him quite. That's why he's not allowed to leave the yep. house. And he's like, the medication is fucking him up a little bit as well. And he's got a sick stomach because of medication. I couldn't. Like, I just, if someone was like, you have to get that done, I'd be like, not in grant because it's 
horrible. Yeah, no, he's in a lot of pain. I've never had to recover from surgery, so I don't know what that's like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the surgery is one thing, but then the recovery from it. Surgery is not the, is never the worst. The recovery is always the worst. Horrible. And the worst thing, well, I always found with surgery is the worst thing about surgery and recovery is like the longer the surgery, the worse the recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they, the doctor did say to him, Oh, we had to do more, more. than we talk. Because he was meant to go back to work on Monday. Yeah, no. And they were like, no, you're not. You're yeah. off till, you're off till Thursday. Yeah. But he's going to get the stints out of his nose on Thursday. So we'll keep you updated. Yeah. He's, he did make a video, by the way. Oh, that was so funny. He made a video in the car so with me. Funny. I, was I think he's putting it on the Patreon. I think he is. Yeah. His <laughs> fucking bid. So. He was taking his medication the other night and his like pupils yeah, were like. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's fucking out of it. Me like. and him had like a good, because we were stuck in traffic for ages. And was he, traffic that bad, yeah? Yeah, it was awful because it was rush hour. Oh and gosh. I had to go from the city centre at rush hour to get him. Right. To fucking Dunleary, pretty much. Past Dunleary, Bray. Yeah. And then from Bray on the M50. Oh, God. So I just hit like rush hour the whole way there and the whole way back. For fuck's sake. Like, he's lucky I like him. How's your tattoo feeling up? It's just itchy now. I have, this is the most, I have not taken off my second skin. What? Like Keelan, like you. Keelan cleaned it. She like covered it, and then she was like, "I'm gonna layer this thing with second skin." And then she was like, "You, if you can go as long as you possibly can, leave it on." And I had a Sharon all with it, and she did such a good job yeah, of covering it. it, on, it um, on. I'm gonna take it off today because it's like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, okay, Saturday, Saturday, so I'm fifth day. I'm gonna yeah, take, well. so I'm gonna have a wash when I go home, and I'm gonna take it off. I got a tattoo. I did make a TikTok, and I sent it to. Colin? Uh, Colin he's going to put that on the Patreon but also I started a public TikTok I will put stuff up on the TikTok that I'm comfortable and it's not like Graham and stuff like that because yeah. people Graham was like I don't really want to like, no he's right yeah. I don't blame him now. Um, so anyway my TikTok is SJ with bits which I was actually delighted with when <laughs> no one else had that name <laughs> um, and if you do want to follow me there you can follow me there but I did put up a video of Keelan's tattoo shop on there oh I love Keelan's little place it's so yeah, pretty it's so cute it's adorable. Yeah, no, I've no, I've like zero housekeeping. Nothing has happened. Nothing is going on. Patreon this week is just the drive with me and Sarah Jane. Um, a video of Colin Elvis mine. Yeah, and we will be next week. I'm going to do a story on the Patreon last next week. So I'm going to do a Murder Most International for next week's Patreon. Um, probably a two for because I'm planning on doing a long one. Um, and then obviously the usual stuff. But yeah, so if you want to have a look at the Patreon, please do. If you don't, don't. I hate vlogging shit, but it is six euro a month. Oh, we've new merch up as well. I'm vlogging more shit. Uh, I'll do link, this one. The link so you don't like bio. feel like your soul is no, leaving it's your right. body. The link's in our bio. It's on Redbubble now. We moved away from Teespring because they're shite. Yeah, what was that? About? Tell them I said that if you're talking to anybody in Teespring. Shite. Trying to get somebody that works in that company to help you. It did seem quite difficult. Oh my God. The amount of emails I sent, the amount of like online chats I did, I called to be like, hello, can someone help me? This number is not in service. I was like, right, that's not the thing. <laughs> um, so it's on Redbubble. There's four designs, I believe, up so far. Um, and we have our Halloween one as well, if anybody's interested in that. But it's Keelan's design from a while ago as well. Uh, some stuff Sarah designed as well. So it's up. Um, I did the logo one. Um, just I sent you the pictures if you're happy I'll just make it go yeah, public perfect okay um, but yeah you can have a look it's on Redbubble if you want the link it's in our bio on Instagram so click on in that's all I'm flogging I'm done flogging well done you don't flog them shit now uh, wipe it off wipe it off but uh oh my god my arm is so itchy it's so itchy yeah I hate that stage. have you got yours covered yeah and we got tattooed too have you got um, second skin no he gave me as pads do you want second them. skin no I'm fine Sure. Like, yeah, this I'm happy with this. Um, he gave me pads to put over them. Are they like breastfeeding pads with yeah. plastic? Mm-hmm. I've got loads of them. Do you want them? No, no. He gave me a whole a whole thing of it. 
when I was leaving. Insane. Mm. Tattoo art is so nice. He's lovely. Herman's lovely. Um, what's the name of his new tattoo shop? Oh, give it an old shout out. Is Secret, Secret Door. Door? Secret, Secret Door Studio, I think it's called. It's in Temple Bar. It is private. So if you want the address, um, his tat- his Instagram is uh, G-E-R-F-E-R Tattoo. Um, and it's him and his friend Julie, I believe. He told me the nicest story, actually. But uh, it's him and his friend Julie, and they've opened that place, and it's very pretty, and it's very private. So he has a room, and she has a room. Oh, that's and nice. And it's closed off, so you don't... That's like healing. Yeah, nobody nobody can walk in when you're getting tattooed. It's very, very private. Um, but yeah, Herman is a sweetheart. What's the nicest story you told uh, me? He was telling me that... I asked him why how he moved to Ireland, or why he moved to Ireland, and he said he hadn't planned on moving to Ireland. And what happened was he was living in, in Ibiza, and his friend uh, from was living in Dublin and she came over to Ibiza and was like, <clears throat> why did you go back, come back with me for a little holiday? And he was like, okay. And came back to Dublin. And when he came back to Dublin, she was looking for an apartment and she found one, but it was like too big for her by herself. So she was like, do you want to live here? And he was like, yeah. And then he found, he moved to Ireland and found a job two days later and he's been here ever since. Aww. And he met his partner his boyfriend a year later and they've been together eight years now yeah him and his partner have been together yeah, a really long time um, so he's just like it was nice and then what happened is his friend Julie that he's working with now he's been she's from Argentina so he's known her forever is Herman from Argentina yeah so she was living in Ibiza too and uh, with her husband and she, she, he came to Ireland and she was like I'm not coming to Ireland I don't want to come to Ireland and he was like okay well I'm going to go and then she actually came over to Ireland with her husband and they like obviously all met up and became friends again and now they're opening the tattoo studio together Aww. so I was like that's so nice like and she's lovely as well so yeah her for tattoo it's G-E-R-F-E-R uh, tattoo and he's great and he tattoos amazing weird ass shit that I love yeah he does love it yeah if you want something weird it always in a weird smile. part of your body my favourite thing is when his Instagram posts is like people keep reporting me <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's really it yeah, nothing else has happened this no, week no I've no uh, other I've no other housekeeping just the t-shirt or the thanks merch very much people have started to buy merch which is <coughs> lovely and sweet and you guys are all very kind yeah because they finally got a fucking an actual merch site working yeah sons of bitches I don't think we have anything else I have nothing else. Nothing else will happen. Shall we start? Yes. Hey, Colin, tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you. It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right. Now all of your favorite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximilian's Bell Bag, and some surprises along the way. But that's not all. Every single week, due to popular demand, we will be bringing you a full-length story, whether it be Miscellaneous Most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show, Murder Most international for those cases you guys have been crying out for or even music most awesome where we talk about our favorite albums but wait there's even more how about mmi drive the fan favorite podcast show where emma and sarah jane drive around dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly ask me our segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two so what are you waiting for come on over to www.patreon.com for forward slash murder most Irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month give my mommy six euro my story this week is uh it's not technically pe- there's conspiracy theories off the basis of this okay 
But it is not conspiracy theory. This happened. Okay, so the conspiracy theories are an offshoot of... Yeah, like, and conspiracy theories happen off the basis of this because I think it's the only way... Most people, actually, and most conspiracy theorists, not to give them any air, and the one thing I was really concerned about doing (coughs) the story is I didn't want to give any credibility to people who are conspiracy theorists. No, 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 that won't be happening. Um... And not that I think anybody listening to this podcast falls into that genre because they've heard how much we like talk shit about it. But that was my first thing. But the other thing is, I think, I know I said this about my sister in particular because you have to do that thing where you have to try to figure out why someone's reacting that way. Is because I think it's easier to digest than what actually yeah. happened with this story that's completely normally normal um, to like be like oh that that chaos is actually not chaos you believe the most and someone is organizing thing yeah because it's easier for you to be like <gasps> than the actual terrible thing that has happened yeah. that's real yeah yeah completely normal. um so anyway i am doing <coughs> project mk ultra oh my god i read an entire book on this bullshit did you in college yeah what 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 book was it? Oh, it was MK Ultra. The the truth or the saga, something like that. Yeah, it's so long. Yeah, it's a there's a lot of shit in it. Okay, anyway, yeah, this did happen. Yeah, like yeah. that's the thing. This yeah, did yeah, fucking yeah. happen. Because yeah. um, doesn't MK Ultra just sound like conspiracy theory? Yeah, like if you heard that, you'd be like, yeah, that's yeah, it sounds like an absolute <laughs> conspiracy yeah, theory. Like this is totally what it. Um, like Alan Ginsberg was a. Was a paedophile. He was a paedophile, but also he was one of the people that was involved in the study for yeah. MK Ultra yeah. in Stanford. It's insane, and he's also a paedophile. Um. <laughs> so Jerry Garcia, Jerry Garcia from the from Grateful, the Grateful Dead, Dead was in Stanford also at the same time, and was a participant in a study that MK Ultra funded. It's insane. Um. And it goes all the way to the top. It does go all the way to the top, and it, it's it's even more like anyway. I'm gonna start. Um. So. Here we go. MK Ultra was the code name for of an illegal human experimentation program designed and undertaken by the US Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA. The experiments were intended to develop procedures and identify drugs such as LSD that could be used in interrogations to weaken individuals and force confessions through brainwashing and psychological torture. MKUltra used numerous methods to manipulate its subjects' mental state and brain functions, such as covert administration of high doses of psychoactive drugs, especially LSD and other chemicals, electroshocks, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, and verbal and sexual abuse, in addition to other forms of torture. So when people think of MKUltra, they just immediately think of LSD. Mm -hmm. But there was actually like tons of really fucked up shit they were doing. Loads of other crap going like, on. Like Kinsey was involved in studies that was f- like funded by M- And that was the thing. You could put as a like researcher or as a doctor or as a psychologist or whatever, you could request funds yep. for programs and do studies on behalf of MK Ultra. Um, so there's so many like doctors that you hear of that are known within like the public record that were involved with MK Ultra. <coughs> um, MKUltra was preceded by two drug-related experiments, Project Bluebird and Project Artichoke. It began in 1953, was reduced in scope in 1964 and 1967, and was halted in 1973. It's a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, insane amount of time. It was organised through the CIA's Office of Scientific Intelligence and coordinated with the United States Army Biological Warfare Laboratories. The programme engaged in illegal activities, including the use of US and Canadian citizens, citizens as unwitting test subjects. 
MK Ultra Scope was broad with activities carried out under the guise of research at more than 80 different institutions, including colleges, university hospitals, prisons, pharmaceutical companies. The CIA operated using front organisations, although some top officials at these in- institutions were aware of the CIA's involvement. MK Ultra was first brought to the public attention in 1975 by the Church Committee of the United States Congress and Gerald Ford's United States President's Commission on CIA Activities within the United States, also known as the Rockefeller Commission. Investigative efforts were hampered by the CIA director Richard Helms ordered that so Richard Helms ordered that all MK Ultra files be destroyed in 1973, like yeah. unlawfully. Mm-hmm. And had them destroyed unlawfully. The church committee in Rockefeller relied on the sworn testimony of direct participants on the small number of documents that survived Helms' order. In 1977, a Freedom of Information Act request uncovered a cache of 20,000 documents relating to MKUltra, which led to Senate hearings. Some some, some surveying information about MK MKUltra was declassified in July 2001. There are some that believe the CIA project was a continuation of the work begun in the in World War Two era Japanese facilities and Nazi concentration camps, uh, subduing and controlling human beings. It's it's kind of just like that's the fact. Yeah. So after World War One, like it's as simple as this: Germany were about twenty to thirty years ahead of everybody else in the world when it came to like weapons production. Um, and the reason they were is because they, Hitler, unfortunately, recognised that academics needed to be heavily involved yep. in every part of his organisation. Yep. So he, any like great doctors, any great minds of like Germany or in the surrounding areas where he could bring in, he did. And in doing that, he advanced like weapons technology in Germany much further. And that's one of the reasons why World War II, in terms of it being successful for Germany to a point, is because... At one point, it's Germany against Europe, Europe yeah. and they're winning. Yeah. And the only reason that is is because they were so advanced. After World War Two, America, England, China, and Russia all sent scientists and like undercover agents to work together, <laughs> but also spy on each other at yeah, the same yeah, yeah. time to Germany to try figure out how they became so advanced. Um, and in doing that these types of things that Germany were doing this is a continuation onto that German like in Nazi Germany they were doing experiments on people in concentration camps they were doing you know where where else they were doing it England no completely glossed over Japan yeah and they were when I say 150 times worse than the Germans yeah like the shit that was going on in Japan in World War 2 was beyond horrific like I can't don't ever read up about it because I did and I made the mistake of doing that. But for some reason, Japan have done this amazing thing where they've just, they've whitewashed their entire yeah. history and everybody has just forgotten that Japan were committing war crimes beyond what we could possibly comprehend. Like, so yeah, this is obviously a lot of the, this shit this, the Americans started doing was because they studied Japan as well. Yeah. And what they had done. Everything is evil. Everything. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So Kinzer wrote that MK Ultra's use of masculine and unwitting subjects were <coughs> was a practice that Nazi doctors had begun in Dashu concentration camps. Kinzer proposes proposes evidence of the continuation of a Nazi agenda, citing the CIA's secret 
recruitment of Nazi torturers and vivisectionists to continue the experimentation of thousands of subjects. And Nazis brought to Fort Derrick, Detrick, Maryland. So there was Nazis brought from Nazi Germany under the guise of the CIA, protected, brought into American society, given visas, and they worked in Detrick, Maryland to instruct CIA, CIA officers on the lethal use of sarin gas. So it was like, it's okay, we know you killed all these millions of people, um, but we're going to let you come over here and have a little jobby job. Yeah, like, we want to learn from fine. you. fine. Yeah. The CIA was founded in 1947. However, the OSS, which is the Office of Strate- Strategic Service, was in its place previously, but as a result of the Pearl Harbor attacks and the fact that no one picked up on any central intelligence about the attack... Harry S. Truman signed the National Security Act into law and the CIA was born out of it. The FBI was also born out of it and Franklin D. Roosevelt doing what all white Protestant politicians in America have always done, put someone he knew in charge and moved Alan Dulles from the OSS into the position in the CIA. And Alan Dulles, um, the OSS is a real, so the OSS is the Office of Strategic Service and they pretty much used to do what the CIA did, but they did it really poorly yeah. to a degree. Alan Dole's history is really odd. Like he's he's a lawyer by trade. He went to Princeton. Um, he grew up in the same area as Roosevelt. He knew Roosevelt. He knows him really well. But he also like Roosevelt didn't like him very much. Okay. But he almost like trusted him to be able to control him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Alan Jules had this like belief within his like within the OSS, and he brought it into the CIA. His belief was that like his men that worked for him so his operatives in the field he would like vouch for them and also that it didn't matter what they did so the OSS in particular quite often they would get funding obviously yeah. that money would disappear the agents when they retired that money would appear in their bank account then amazing but they were never held to account and they all knew that Alan Jules had this There's, belief yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is that like to be in the OSS and to be in the CIA under Alan Jules, like his belief is almost that like you need to be a psychopath. <coughs> oh, okay. Like you need to be a psychopath because what he wants from you and what he believes makes a good agent is someone who's capable of like keeping secrets yeah. and doing terrible things and then going back and living a normal so life. Having a normal life in the background. Which sounds like a psychopath, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. it sounds like serial killers, serial killers that we talk about. Yeah, serial killer bullshit. Um, but the OSS were pretty terrible. <laughs> pretty shit at their job. So like one of the worst things that the OSS ever did... They're really slow and really shit, but um, during World War One, they so Japan had like um secret codes for like essentially bombs, and they broke into this part of wherever it was in Japan, stole the codes, but at the same time the Italians had figured out the codes, okay, and didn't need to steal or break, break in, in or bring anybody's attention to it. And so at the exact same time as the America being like, hey, we got the codes and we've done it. Yeah. The guys in Italy were like, no, we've got them. We like, keep your them. mouth shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously Japan got wind of it because they broke in physically. And so oh, then Japan changed the codes the next day. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, the OSS, that guy went from the OSS to the to CIA and, and was like the longest serving as far as I'm aware. Um, Alan Jules from the OSS, he went into a new position in the CIA. CIA. Alan Jules and Franklin D went way back and had grew up together. However, they had very different ideologies. But Franklin figured he needed someone like Alan and he could control him. 
Allen was the first civilian director of Central Intelligence, DCI, and its longest serving director to date as head of the Central Intelligence Agency. During the early Cold War, he oversaw the 1953 Iranian coup. Uh, in 1954, the Guatemalan coup, the Lockheed U-2 aircraft program, the Project MK Ultra Mind Control pro- program, and the Bay of Pigs invasion. The fact that they called it mind control is insane. Insane. Yeah. Like- um, he was also fired by John F. Kennedy over the Bay of Pigs fiasco, and I would actually love to do an entire episode of the Bay of Pigs because I was obsessed with that when I was a teenager. Um, Dills was one of the members of the Warren Commission investigating the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Between his stints of government uh, service, Dills was a corporate lawyer and a partner at Sullivan and Cromwell. His older brother, John Foster Dills, was the Secretary of State during the Eisenhower administration and is the namesake of Dills Dills International Airport. Oh, okay. Um, The aim of the project. So the aim of the MK, MK Ultra project... The project was headed by Sidney Gottlieb. I think that's how you say his name. Gottlieb. Gottlieb, thank you. But began on the order of the CIA director, Allen. On April 13, 1953, its aim was to develop mind-controlling drugs for use against the Soviet bloc in response to alleged Soviet, Chinese and North Korean use of mind-control techniques on US prisoners of war during the Korean War. The CIA wanted to use similar methods on their own captives and was interested in manipulating foreign leaders with such techniques, devising several schemes to drug Fidel Castro. So that was like one of the first ideas they came up with. We're going to drug him. (laughs) It often conducted experiments without the subject's knowledge or consent. And in some cases, academic researchers were funded through grants from the CIA front organizations, but they were unaware that the CIA was using their program or their work for their purposes. The project attempted to produce a perfect truth drug for interrogation and suspected Soviet spies during the Cold War and to explore other possibilities of mind control. Subproject 54 was the Navy's top secret perfect concussion program, which was supposed to use suboral frequency blasts to erase memory. The program was never carried out, so that one was just like defunct immediately. Men in black. Men in black. That's what that was. Here comes men in black. That's actually what they did. They were like, you. Yeah. Uh, most MK Ultra records were destroyed, as said above, so it has been difficult for investigators to complain, gain a complete understanding of more than 150 funded research products sub-sponsored by MKUltra and related CIA programs. The project began during a period of what English journa- journalist Rupert Cor- Cornwell described as paranoia at the CIA when the US had lost its nuclear monopoly and the fear of communism was at its height. And that was like one of the first things Alan Jules did. So he immediately went to Franklin uh, D. Roosevelt and was like, we need to tell the American people about... The dirty commies! About the nuclear war that awaits them yeah, and yeah. about the Cold War and we need to inform them. We don't, like, we want to scare them. Scare the fuck out of them, yeah. Even though, and it is true, America had more nuclear power than any other nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's how you control people. You, you make you, you make scare them. them. Yeah. That's how you get them to do what you want them to do. CIA counterintelligence chief James Jesus Angleton 
Good man. Believed that a mole had penetrated the organisation at the highest levels. The agency poured millions of dollars into studies examining ways to influence and control the mind to enhance its ability to extract information from resistant subjects during interrogation. Some historians assert that one goal of MK Ultra and related CIA projects was to create a Mancurian candidate style subject. And in brackets, I put Zoolander. <laughs> yep. That's it. Um, and the thing about the Mancurian candidate is like, that's not a term they use. That's completely just pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it comes from China. China. Um, so in China, there was an idea long before MK Ultra, and that's where it came, comes from. Um, but if you like pop culture reference are like Zoolander, The Long Kiss Goodnight, uh, parts of Born Supremacy yeah. and, and all of those movies are all based around this idea that like it's like you click your fingers or say a word and the person's like kill 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 exactly yeah, yeah. and then they forget about it yeah um or uh, hot shots hot shots <laughs> and uh, what's Leslie Nielsen top no uh, naked gun naked gun um American historian Alfred W. McCoy has claimed that the CIA attempted to focus media attention on these sort of ridiculous programs so that the public would not look at this at the research's primary primary goal, which was effective methods of interrogation. However, I would argue that Dick Cheney's use of advanced interrogation te- techniques that are still written within law in America would demonstrate against that argument. And Americans don't seem to give a fuck about no. how pearly they uh, three people in, in, these, uh, in these situations. And Dick Cheney very recently came out and gave an interview where he was like, I do it all again tomorrow. Dick Cheney is a, an evil, evil bastard. Evil. Holy fuck. Like that man came in and just fucked everything, everything. and everybody around him. Yeah. And for some reason has just kind of just gotten away with it fully. Yeah. Like just walked away and was like, and he would do it again. Like that, he'd mm-hmm. do it again. He's fucking, he's a bad bastard, Dick Cheney. Like he doesn't care. No, he doesn't give a fuck. But that's the thing, though. Like these are, these people are borderline psychopaths. Like they will go in, ruin people's lives, destroy entire countries, like destabilize entire, entire government, governments. governments in other countries, destroy the lives of millions of people, and go back to their mansion on a Wednesday and play fucking tennis with their daughters. Yeah, like it's fucked, man. Yeah, yeah, fuck Dick Cheney, piece of shit. Dick Cheney was also the reciprocant of a heart transplant, and the boy who died was like. A uh, twenty-two-year-old kid who got hit by a, on a like, like a car or something. Yeah, and Dick Cheney now has his heart. Jesus, um, as they purposely destroyed their own records, as said above, the, this project is hard to get any consistent evidence of the program. However, this one from nineteen fifty-five MK Ultra doc- document gives an indication of the size and range of an assortment of mind-altering substances described as follows. So I'm going to go through a list of 17 funded <coughs> programs okay. and what they did. Sub- substance which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. So this is like one of the first things they were like, this is one of the things that they did as well in like World War II. Yeah. So one of the ideas that they did to like stop Hitler progressing was that they wanted him to be uh, discredited, discredited morally. Okay. So they like dropped hundreds of thousands of like hardcore pornography leaflets. (laughs) I Um, love it. And somehow they thought that this like moral problem People for be like, like oh my gosh she likes porn German soldiers run away that they would now not follow this. But that's remember that's what um that's what um the Irish did against 
the English. Yeah. To try and be like, oh, they're all immoral. They're all homosexuals. They like porn and they're homosexuals. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's crazy. Which worked because we're idiots. <laughs> uh, substances which increase the efficiency of mentation and perception. Materials which will prevent or counteract the intoxicating effect of alcohol. Materials which will promote the intox the intoxicating effects of alcohol. Materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way, so they may be used for malingering. This is like what they did to um, African American men with um, syphilis. Remember the, yeah, yeah. This is exactly what they did to African American yeah. men. With um. Materials which will render the induction of hypnosis easier or otherwise enhance its usefulness. This sounds like nonsense. It doesn't. Yeah. Substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture, coercion during an inter interrogation or so-called brainwashing. So now they want to like stop their operatives from like being brainwashed. Materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. Physical methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of surreptitious sur 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 use. Substances which produce physical disablement such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, etc. Jesus Christ. Substances which will produce pure euphoria and no subsequent letdown. Oh, me. Give it to me. Yeah, I'd like that too. Please give that to me. Substance, substances which alter personality structure in such a way the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. Oh, like codependency and a drug. Or like fall in love. Like that, They're creating love potions. Love potions. Get a job. Like women were burned at the stake for less. And these people, this is literally sounds like a magic book. Yeah. Um, and this does sounds like something, someone was like, do you know what would be great? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we could do all these things? Like someone fall in love. <laughs> As a genie, there's one thing I can't do. <laughs> this is honestly what this sounds like, a book of magic. Like, um, a material which will cause mental confusion such of such a type, the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. Oh, Jesus. Substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men and administered is undetectable in amounts. Substances which promote weakness of or distortion of the eyesight or hearing facilities, preferably without permanent effects. That's horrible. Like, like I'm going to make you blind and deaf. That's fucking horrible, man. Uh, a knockout pill which can be surreptitiously administered in drinks, food, cigarettes, as an aerosol, etc., which will be safe to use, provide a maximum of amnesia, and be suitable for use by agent types on an ad hoc basis. So basically, uh, Rehypno. Basically that, or what happens in Batman. Yeah. Christopher Nolan wrote yeah, this yeah, in yeah. Batman. A material which can be surreptitiously administered, administered by the above routes, and which in very small amounts will make it impossible for like anybody's trace so this stuff is fucked man like these are th these are human beings oh like ah, oh, America in 1964 MK Search was the name given to the continuation of the MK Ultra program the MK Search program was divided into two projects dubbed MK Co M. Cofton and MK Chick Wit 
Funding for MK Search commenced in 1965 and ended in 1971. The project was a joint project. The US Army Chemical Corps and the CIA's Office of Research and Development to find new offensive use agents. With a focus on incapacitating agents, its purpose was to develop, test and evaluate capabilities in in the covert use of biological, chemical and radioactive (coughs) material systems and techniques of producing predictable human behavioral and or physiological changes in support of highly sensitive operational requirements. So pretty much what they're trying to do there is like mind control. Um, and then uh, they want it to be like super stable and, 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 um, I said stable. They want it to be stable. That's like the thing that they just couldn't get to. They were yeah. like, LSD is just too. Well, you're fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by March 1971, over 26,000 potential agents had been acquired for further screening. The CIA was interested in bird migration patterns for chemical sake. and biological warfare research. So, sub project 139, the bird disease <laughs> studies at Penn State. Imagine being. Imagine this. Oh, this is going on right. Like they're like we're doing magic, and then you go there, and they're like you can just study the birds. Like when you be sick, yeah. <laughs> like, like they're doing fucking magic over they're there. They're doing magic over mind there. control, and I'm looking at birds, birds. <laughs> like to distribute disease. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Birds do that by themselves. Bird flu is a thing. Bird that flu, just avian avian flu is a thing. MK Cofton was to deal with testing and toxicologically transmissivity and behavioural effects of drugs and animals and ultimately humans. And MK Chickwit was concerned with acquiring information on new drug developments in Europe and Asia. So ultimately, all of the above is chemical warfare yep. to a degree. Yeah. Just in one way or another. Yep. It's like chemical warfare in terms of like, we'd like to put toxins in your water so we can control you. We'd like to put toxins in the birds so they can give you a disease and kill you. Like, and also what we'd like to do in doing all of that is uh, put toxins in there that makes you forget that we've done it. Yep. Um, let's move into the experience experiments they did on Americans. CIA documents suggest that they investigated chemical, biological, and radiological methods of mind control as part of MKUltra. They spent an estimated $10 million or more, which roughly equates to $87.5 million in inflation. Oof. So... LSD. Early CIA efforts focused on LSD-25, which later came to dominate many of the MKUltra's programs. The CIA wanted to know if they could make Soviet spies defect against their will and whether the Soviets could do the same to the CIA's own operatives in the field over there. Documents obtained from the CIA by John D. Marks under the Freedom of Information in 1976 showed that in 1953, the CIA considered purchasing 10 kilograms of LSD, enough for 100 million doses. The proposed purchase aimed to stop other countries from controlling the supply. So they were like so worried about its ability. We buy all the drugs. We're going to buy all of it, which is actually something they do quite a lot. So like one of the interesting things, side note, Monkeypox actually had like a full, like the one great yeah, thing it has a like vaccine. a full vaccine. Yep. And during 9-11, when they sent, what was it they were sending out? Anthrax. Anthrax, yeah. Um, the United States had over 52 million doses of the monkeypox yep. vaccine. And then they just let them go out go date. date. 
So fire, yeah. like, so I think that they're giving they now they're giving something akin to the monkeypox uh, vaccine. It's not actually the monkeypox vaccine because yeah. they don't have a lot of it, so it doesn't have the same effect as because yeah. people think monkeypox is a new thing. It's not a new. No, thing. No, it's not new at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Before and I'm I'm going off down on a tangent now. She's ranting, lads. But rather than let them go out of date, why wouldn't you donate them? Donate because them it would stop it traveling. Donate them to countries that were actually having West Africa. West Africa was having yeah. massive outbursts. No, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Like they were like, oh no, we're not going to donate these we're vaccines. We're just going to let it sit in a warehouse. Like twenty nine million doses of the monkeypox vaccine. Everything is fucking shit. And do you know who was uh, in charge of that program? Tell me, Bush. No, Cheney. He was being all over the little man, the little man who Trump, what was it, Anthony Fauci? Oh, Fauci! Fauci was head Fox of that program. Sake, Fauci. Anyway, I know I went off on a roll holder. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, so they were going to buy a ball the LSD for everybody. Enough for 100 million doses. The proposed purchase aimed to stop other countries from controlling the supply. The document showed that the CIA purchased some quantities of LSD from Sandoz Laboratories in Switzerland. Once Project MK Ultra got underway in April 1953, experiments included administering LSD to mental patients, Ugh. prisoners, drug addicts, and sex workers. It uses another word there, but I won't be using that. <coughs> People who could not fight back. And had no voice. As one agency officer put it, in one case they administered LSD to a mental patient in Kentucky for 174 days straight. They should be fucking shot the whole lot. They also administered LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors and other government agencies and members of the general public to study their reactions. Tripping balls. That's the reaction. Tripping balls. Tripping balls. Sign it. Stamp. Done. Like... <laughs> LSD and other drugs were often administered without the subject's knowledge or informed consent. A violation of the Nuremberg Code the US had, US had agreed to follow after World War II. The aim of this was to find drugs which would bring out deep confessions or wipe a subject's mind clean and, and program them as a robot this is agent. So dumb. So dumb. Oh my god. In Operation Midnight Climax. Guess what this is about? Having a wanky yeah. That's why I call Flavio. The CIA Midnight Climax. Hey, Midnight Climax. The CIA set up several brothels within agency safe houses oh in San gosh. Francisco to obtain a selection of men who would be too embarrassed to talk about the events. <sighs> the men were then dosed with LSD. The brothels were equipped with one-way mirrors. And actually, one of the very first shows I ever watched with Martin Sheen, the Welsh one. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Um, he plays Kinsey. I always want to call him Wesley Snipes because that's what that was his name in uh, 30 <laughs> I always want to call him Wesley Snipes. Um, he plays Kinsey yeah. in that. And the opening scene is him in one of these brothels no with way. a one-way mirror. And he doesn't, in that show, it doesn't make reference that yeah, this, yeah, he yeah. just thinks it's his own program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's watching sex workers get men to completion faster yeah. by like talking positively to them. 
You're doing so well. Yeah, literally. You're like this, this is actually what, you, and this is, oh. if you don't know this ladies, I'm sure you do, but if you don't, and if you're a man and you listen to this and a woman has ever gone to you, I'm close, I'm close. She's lying. I'm, no, what she's trying to get you to do is finish. Because she's lying. Yeah. Like, I'm so close. Don't stop. I want you to stop. stop. Get off me. I want to go see. Um, that's, she wants you to finish. I want to watch my show. And, and that works psychologically. It makes men yeah, yeah, yeah. come faster. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Kinsey's sitting in the back of one of those one-way mirrors and the session was filmed for later viewing and studying. These men had no idea that they were being filmed. They didn't consent to it. so dark. In other experiments where people were given LSD without their knowledge, they were interrogated under bright lights with doctors in the background taking notes. They told subjects they would extend their trips if they refused to reveal their secrets. So like, that's not a truth serum. No. I'll tell you whatever the fuck you want me to tell you to make this stop. I want to go home. Yeah. I'll tell you whatever you need. Um... The people under the interrogation were usually CIA employees, US military personnel and agents suspected of working for the other side in the Cold War. Long-term debilitation and several deaths resulted from this. Heroin addicts were often bribed into taking LSD by being told they would be given more heroin. So we're like, take this and let us study you. And, we'll and then we're going to give you whatever you need. Yeah. At the invitation of Stanford psychology graduate student Vic Lovell, an acquaintance of Richard Albert and Allen Ginsberg, Ken Kesey volunteered to take part in what turned out to be a CIA finance study under the aegis of MKUltra, the Menlo Park Veterans Hospital where he worked as a night aide. The project studied the effects of psychoactive drugs, particularly LSD, Psilocybin? Yes, I was having it. Mesaline? Mesaline? Cocaine, AMT and DMT on people. The Office of Security used LSD in interrogations, but Sidney Gottlieb? Is that... Gottlieb, yeah. Gottlieb, the chemist who directed MKUltra had other ideas. He thought it could be used in covert operations since it affects were temporary. He believed it could be given to high-ranking officials, just like the Fidel Castro piece, and in this way affect the course of important meetings, speeches, etc. Since he realised there was a difference in testing the drug in a laboratory and using it in clandestine operations, he initiated a series of experiments where LSD was given to people in normal settings without warning. So people could be just like going to work on a Monday and sitting down at their desk and then they're fucking spiraling. They was putting to their coffee or like, and then they would just be like, okay, let's, wa- let's watch and see balls. what happens. Because LSD is a fucking crazy drug. Like it's nuts, that drug. But also like, like any drug, it interacts with the hormones and, and also, within your own body. So if you're currently on a path where you have no serotonin or no dopamine. Or that, right? Imagine the other thing about taking a drug is that when you know you're taking a drug, your body, your mind is ready for yeah. to be like, I'm going to experience this. But when you don't fucking know you're taking a drug. It's insane. Like, fucking hell, man. At first, everyone in technical service tried it. A typical experiment involved two people in a room where they observed each other for hours and took notes. So they're both on drugs. Just scribbling, drawing circles. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to fucking function. No. I'd just be naked. Hanging off the walls, like. As the experimentation progressed, a point arrived where outsiders were drugged with no explanation. Oh, God. Whatsoever. And surprise acid trips became something of an occupational hazard among CIA operatives. What the fuck? Adverse reactions often occurred, such as an operative who received the drug in his morning coffee became psychotic and ran across Washington, seeing a monster in every car pars- passing him. 
I do remember my dad's friend took a whole load of acid or LSD up when they were fishing. Yeah. And I remember him, like, my dad would bring him back to the house. Because he was losing it. Losing it. was a bad trip, as they say. Yeah, And I remember yeah, yeah. him being in, like, the front bedroom of our house being like, "Can did you not hear them? And yeah, he was talking about yeah, yeah. the reeds in the... He was like, I can hear, the, can reeds. hear the reeds. And then they... He ran out of the house because my dad was playing Pink Floyd. Oh, that really fucked his head up. Yeah. Yeah, this drug is not fun. Like, it's it's fun. Like, I remember a certain person, I won't make a name, telling me that it asked before. And they had a bad trip for, like, 48 hours. <gasps> 48 hours. I do remember a lad up. down the road who was on it. And he was, like, uh, out on the road screaming. Yeah, it's fucked, man. And then imagine not knowing you're taking it. Yeah. Like, these people were, they were creating drug addicts daily, like, yeah. by doing this. Um, the experiments continued even after Frank Olson, an army chemist who had never taken LSD, was covertly dosed by his CIA supervisor and nine days later plunged to his death from the window oh. of a 13-storey New York City hotel room, supposedly as a result of deep depression induced by the drug. According to Stephen Kinsner, Olson had approached his superior sometime earlier, doubting the morality of the project and asked to resign from the CIA. Oh, for fuck's sake. Some subjects' participation was consensual, and in these cases, they appeared to be singled out even more, more for more extreme experiments. Oh, so when they were like, "I want to do this," they were like, "Right, what do you want to do this other?" Really yeah, because you're giving us consent. Giving consent. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. one case, seven volunteers in Kentucky were given LSD for seventy-seven consecutive days. Oh my god! Imagine how fucked up you'd be. The only thing, and I have written my own, so ultimately what I always, what always gets me about any of these studies programs, support programs, is that their prerogative is to get results. And when there are no results, I've always found it takes way too long for the people in charge to admit that there are no results. And they just keep going because they've got money in it. And then I wrote, because we are all arrogant sacks of shit. A hundred percent. Because when they have a certain amount of money put into it and it's not working, they're like, just give us more money and we promise we'll get it. It's the same like, it's it's the same on a much lower scale. (laughs) But I always say in work, the support functions in particular in work will release like new processes that they haven't tested in the field, shall we say. We then test them, but but to them it's not a test it's like okay the, oh, it's this working. is a new process and that's what you're doing and when you push when you go back to them I always say to any of the people that work for me I'm always like you have to understand that this is their job yep. and what you are now telling them is that this you have done your job badly yeah, this is not working and this does not work and then the other thing is like they're their own personal gain people yeah. are looking to promote they're looking to get more yeah. money they're looking to say hey look at this great thing I've done I am amazing so their own arrogance gets in the way yeah. and like an awful lot of these projects and these programs and yeah. these fucking abuses of power were funded to colleges of course yeah. where people were like if I can say this was working I can get more funding and then I can write my thesis yeah. and then I can they had like an end game to yeah. it. it and was... I'm not saying that like by no means I'm not saying that people willingly always do this but it's the same whenever you're listening quite often when I'm listening to maintenance phase and they go down the route of going through like well let's talk about the data Yeah, the data is always skewed because someone is trying to fund something like, or make their own nonsense the, point but that's how you there are so many things out there especially when it comes to like um, just talk about weight management and weight loss and diet culture they will take say they did an experiment 
and one person was successful and 99 people were unsuccessful. Mm. They will not mention the 99 people that yeah. were unsuccessful. They will mention that one person, but they'll make it bigger and bolder and like this person got this and this, but they will ignore it because there is money. money. So when it comes to money and especially unfortunately in capitalism, capitalist America, people don't matter. The money matters. And obviously, especially for this, like, yeah. Know, so it's unfortunate. It's hard. That's my own personal point in it, by the way. That's not like it's just. I don't know. You're right. M. Cray Ultra's research later dismissed LSD, but far, like, uh, like yeah, they, so many. Too far. They went, too far. they went like 10 years with this yeah, shit. Like, and then they were like, well, you know what? Yeah, so it was too unpredictable in its results. They gave up on the notion that LSD was the secret that was going to unlock the universe. But it still had a place in the cloak and dagger arsenal. However, by 1962, the CIA and the army developed a series of super hallucinogenics, such as the highly touted BZ, which was taught to hold greater promise as a mind control weapon. This resulted in the withdrawal of support by many academics and private researchers, and LSD research became less of a priority altogether. But like I said, this program started in... What did I say up above? Excuse me. 1953. Yeah. This is a nine years later and we're like, oh, do you know what? This doesn't work. It's not working. So uh, sorry to everybody. Not sorry to everybody. I didn't yeah. apologize to fucking anybody. Another <laughs> technique investigated was the intravenous administration of a barbiturate into one arm and an amphetamine in another. <laughs> The barbiturates were released into the person first and as soon as the person began to fall asleep, the amphetamine was released. Other experimentations involved heroin, morphine, tamazepam used under code name MK Search, mescaline, cyclobin, sucoplamine, sucoplamine? I've never heard of it. Alcohol and sodium pentanol. Pentanol. Pentotol. Declassified MK Ultra documents indicated that they also studied hypnosis in the early 1950s. Experimental goals including creating hypnotically induced anxieties. I can do that by myself. Yeah, we don't need drugs. Hypnotically increasing ability to learn and recall complex written matter. Wouldn't that be handy? Like that terrible movie with Bradley Cooper where he <laughs> takes a drug. He's like, I know how to speak French. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's exactly what that was about. MK Ultra. Studying hypnosis and polygraph examinations, hypnotically increasing ability to observe and recall complex ar- arrangements of physical objects. I really get what that means. Talk about, speaking of polygraph, isn't it crazy that uh, law enforcement spent uh, decades and decades and decades thinking that lie detector tests were real? Yeah. They're not real. Not real at all. In any capacity whatsoever. Like... Like, you can fake a lie detector. Not real. Ted Bundy passed lie detectors. I it's pass not a lie detector. real. Like, but I, it's, I believe my own bullshit yeah, sometimes. Yeah, like I think people with anxiety, you could be telling the truth, but because you're doing something like that, spikes your anxiety. Let me tell you, when that guard knocked at my door with the gun, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I did it! I fucking did no, it! I think it is that thing, like, lie detector tests are nonsense. Like, it's absolutely crazy. It's like blood splatter analysis. <sighs> Fucking bullshit as well, like... Uh, but that's what happens when you have a criminal system like yeah, America. Yeah, and they're trying to like find any way of like getting the, the truth out of somebody. They're like, like, we're going to do this special test on you. If we'll you hook it up to your If I was involved in, like, let's say you are in a terrible accident here now, you fall over it and you die by, like, yeah. it, it's bloody and it's terrible. Yeah. And then I'm on, like, I know I didn't do it, yeah. but you put me in a room full of 
12 people and then a blood matter expert gets yeah. up on t- and he's like well actually the way her blood hit the wall that means that she, she would have been this pushed way this or, way yeah, yeah. or like whatever I would start I'd be like maybe I did <laughs> yeah no that's the thing like there's so much nonsense I wouldn't even call it science it's not science pseudoscience um, they conducted experiments with drug-induced hypnosis with the anterograde and retrograde amnesia while under the influence of such drugs. So pretty much they were just hypnotizing people. So let's talk about the Canadians. So not only did MKUltra just go after the Americans. They went after the Canucks. Well, they went to a lot of places. But one of the worst is the Canadians. Leave the Canucks alone. The CIA exported experiments to Canada when they recruited... British psychiatrist Donald Ewan Cameron, the creator of the psychic driving, driving, a concept which the CIA found really interesting. Sure they did. Because they were really into this nonsense. Cameron had been hoping to correct schizophrenia. Wait, you hear what this motherfucker was doing? The fact that he's a doctor? I, I just... Anyway... Cameron had been hoping to correct schizophrenia by erasing existing memories and reprogramming the psych. He commuted from Albany, New York to Montreal every week at the Allen Memorial Institute of McGill University and was paid roughly $69,000 from 1957 to 1964, which is the equivalent of $579,000, so half a million for adjusted inflation. To make up bullshit. To carry out MK Ultra's experiments there. The Montreal experiments, these research funds were sent to Cameron by CIA, by a CIA front organization, the Society for the Investigation of Human Ecology. And as shown in internal CIA documents, Cameron did not know the money came from the CIA. Regardless if he knew or not, what he was doing was fucking hor- horrific. Yeah, morally abrupt, like. In addition to the LSD, Cameron also experimented with various paralytic drugs. So he would paralyze you. Lovely. As well as electroconvulsion therapy at 30 to 40 times the normal power. Jesus Christ. His driving experiments consisted of putting a subject into drug-induced comas for weeks at a time, up to three months in one case. Holy fuck. While playing tape loops of noises or simple repetitive statements. His experiments were often carried out on patients who entered the institutes for common problems such as anxiety disorders and postpartum depression. This motherfucker. Many of whom suffered permanent effects from his actions. His treatments resulted in victims having urinary incontinence. Because when you go into a coma, your kidneys stop fucking yes, working. Of course. Amnesia, forgetting fully how to talk. Oh my god. Forgetting their parents and thinking their interrogators were their parents. This sounds like uh, something Jordan Peterson would be interested in. Oh, 100 fucking percent. Yeah. That's what he did in Russia. Yeah. To get off his to drugs. Get off his, get off his addiction. Yeah. That fucking stupid punk <laughs> Pierce Morgan made him cry during the week and I actually couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Pierce Morgan made. What do you cry about? Because Olivia Wilde gave a statement where so uh, oh this she is makes a, one of the characters. On yeah, the if yeah. if you have if you haven't seen, don't worry, darling, I'm not going to tell you. But anyway, one of the characters is like roughly based on Jordan Peterson. Yeah, like this fucking incel and <laughs> Pierce Morgan was like, you're an in- you're an incel leader, and do you know what that stupid cunt said? What? Like, and Pierce Morgan was like, these are terrible people. Like, you're like incels are terrible people. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson was like, well, someone has to speak for the marginalised men of society. 
and then started to cry. And I was like, marginalized men, they want to kill women. Why was he crying? Was because he, crying? he was like... Emotional about supporting fucking rapists and yeah. murderers. Like, I was like, you And were. if you know, if Pierce Morgan is right about something. <laughs> like, a stop clock is right about something. I was like, Pierce Morgan... Pierce Morgan is right about something, you know things are really bad. <laughs> like, really bad. Um. Anyway. Psychic driving was a psychiatric procedure of the 1950s and 1960s in which patients were subjected to a continuously repeated audio message on a loop tape to alter their behaviour. In psychic driving, patients were often exposed to hundreds of thousands of repetitions of a single statement over the course of their treatment. I shouldn't laugh, but you know the scene in Family Guy where he goes, Rosebud. Yeah. (laughs) That's just what this is. They were also concurrently administered muscular paralytical drugs. This is horrific. Such as... Curie, such as curar to subdue them for the purpose of exposure to the loop message. The procedure was pioneered. Pioneered's not the word I'd use. By Dr. D. Ewan Cameron and used and funded by the CA's project, MK Ultra Program in Canada. This is insane. These people did not consent. Not at all. The psychic driving <laughs> procedure was a chronological precursor to Cameron's depatternering, the latter involving a massive dose. So he would do that for like however long he thought you needed, and then he would give you a massive dose of um electroconvulsive therapy. And a like as said, much higher dose. Combined with similarly large doses of psychedelic drugs. So whilst he's doing all that, he's giving you massive amounts of LSD. The, the intent was to break down the subject's personality completely because he taught all of these disorders lay within your personality so just to kind of rid them of their personality yeah. create a new person basically yeah theoretically psychic driving could be used with some efficient efficiency I yeah in establishing a new personality yeah they, they yeah. just yeah they're, they're practically fucking zombies yes like you have destroyed these people in Cameron's depatternering, the ECT would often continue to be administered despite the manifestation of convulsive fits. So even though they had were having fits, he continued to push oh, through. Oh, this is horrible. Which were consensually considered to be contradictions to normal and safe ECT procedures. Such biological and physiological devastating procedures adopted inter- inter- internationally by the psychiatric establishments were largely abolished by the time the CIA, CIA was brought forward for a Senate hearing in 1977. So they got brought forward for a Senate hearing, but it's like all of those things that they were doing had already essentially been removed. Yeah. For its involvement in funding Cameron's experimental activities. As part of the MK Ultra program, the topic of Cameron's psychic driving is dealt with in some detail in the docudrama entitled The Sleep Room. I want, it's, it's, that's not an easy thing, so I just wouldn't recommend watching it. Similar techniques are alleged to have been used in the kidnapping and death of CIA operative William Francis Buckley by Aziz Al-Abob, a medical doctor from Beirut who is seen as um, epitomising medical torture. So, like, he, like... Did all the fucked up shit. Yeah. Aziz Al-Abob, also known as Ibrahim Al-Nadir, was known for using his medical training to refine torture techniques techniques were shown to be closely connected to the CIA's developed torture techniques as with the CIA he used drugs to make it easier to handle those he tortured so he'd like drug people to make them docile carefully determined how how long to keep a prisoner hooded and when to isolate them and other techniques such as medical medical torture Cameron's work was inspired and paralleled by the 
paralleled by the British psychiatrist William Sargent at St. Thomas's Hospital in London and Belmount Hospital in Sutton, who was also involved in secret intelligence for So like London, in England, they're doing the exact same thing as the CIA. They just don't have access to large, massive that amounts funding. of like yeah, yeah, funding. Yeah. But they're doing, like in psychiatric hospitals, they're doing very similar things yeah. on much lower scales. Um, in the 1980s, several of Cameron's former patients sued the CIA for damages, which the Canadian news program, The Fifth Estate, documented. Their experiences and the lawsuit was adapted for the 1998 television miniseries, The Sleep Room. Naomi Klein argues in her book, The Shock Doctrine, that Cameron's research and his contribution to the MK Ultra project was not about mind control and brainwashing but was about designing a scientifically based system for extracting information from resistant sources in other words it's just torture literal torture like those poor people Alfred W. Mackay writes stripped of its bizarre excess Dr. Cameron's experiments building upon Donald O'Hebb's earlier breakthrough led the scientific foundation for the CIA's two-stage psychological torture method Referring to the first creating a state of disorientation in the subject <coughs> and then creating a situation of self-inflicted discomfort in which they disorientated subject can elevate or can alleviate the pain by um, capitulating. So pretty much that's all like that's all this is. They're, this guy's just torturing people. Yep. And there is no benefit to None him. None whatsoever. Experiments on the Danes. Oh, the Danes. Unlike the US and Canada, Denmark had a centralised population register allowing participants to be tracked over the course of several years. US psychologist Sarnoff Mednick teamed up with Danish professor Finny Schlusslinger. <laughs> Schultzinger. 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 Say that fast. Schultzinger. 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 To study schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to study schizophrenia progression in Danish orphans. This is so sad. Oh no. Orphans? What the fuck? Yeah. <sighs> sorry lads the project grew out of QK Hilltop and was later absorbed into MK Ultra in 1977 Singer completed his doctoral dissertation on the project but as MK Ultra had been officially declared in the US to have been discontinued with records destroyed Singer's thesis became a state secret Bastard. The children were required to undergo frequent and harsh mental health assessments for which there was no informed consent because they were orphans. This is horrific. In December 2021, radio documentarian Per Wenick discovered 36 boxes of MK Ultra documents, records stored at a psychiatric centre in a Copenhagen suburb when he asked for access the centre shredded the records fuckers in violation of Danish law what the fuck these were big kids nothing has ever come of it there is no like there is no record of who those kids are there is no like lawsuit they haven't all got together because they're fucking kids and they're orphans and they gave no consent and they were apparently like imagine imagine going after the most vulnerable people for your shitty ass gross experiments, you evil cunts. Mm-hmm. These poor kids. Fuck me. 
In areas under America controlled in the early 1950s in Europe, East Asia and mostly Japan, Germany and the Philippines, the CIA created secret detention centres so that the US could avoid criminal prosecution. Shocker. The CIA captured people suspected of being enemy agents and other people of deemed expendable to undertake various types of torture and human experimentation on them. The prisoners were interrogated while being administered psychoactive drugs, electroshock, sounds really familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. And subjected to extremes of temperature, sensory isolation, and the like to develop a better understanding of how to destroy and control human minds. Deaths. So given the CIA's purposeful destruction of most records, its failure to follow informal or formal informed consent protocols with thousands of participants the uncontrolled nature of the experiments and the lack of follow-up data the full impact of mk ultra experiments including deaths may never be known several known deaths have been associated with project mk ultra most notably that of frank olson Olson, a United States Army biochemist and a biological weapons researcher, was given LSD without his knowledge or consent in November of 1953 as part of a CIA experiment. He died by suicide by jumping out of a 13-story window a week later. A CIA doctor assigned to monitor Olson claimed to have been asleep in another bed in a New York City hotel room when Olson fell to his death in 1953. Hmm. Olson's death was described as suicide and had occurred during a severe psychotic episode. The CIA's own internal investigation concluded that the head of MKUltra, CIA chemist Sidney, had conducted the LSD experiment with Olson's... With Olsen's prior knowledge, although neither Olsen nor the other men taking part in the experiment were informed of the exact nature of the drug they were yeah, taken until yeah. 20 minutes after they were ingested. So that alone is enough to give you like a crazy trip because you're like... I don't know what I've taken. I don't know what I've taken, what the fuck? And yeah. then it kicks in. Yeah. So. The report further suggested that Gottlieb was nonetheless due, was nonetheless due for a reprimand. Fabulous. Just go ahead there, sir. As he had failed to take into account, Olson had already diagnosed with suicidal tendencies. So he already had a history of suicidal tendencies, which might have been exacerbated by the LSD. You think? The Olson family disputes the official version of the events. They maintain that Frank Olson was murdered because, especially in the aftermath of the LSD experience, he had become a security risk who might divulge the state secrets associated with highly classified CIA programs. About many of them which he had direct personal knowledge. A few days before his death, Frank Olson quit his position, as I said above, as acting chief of the Special Operation Diversions at Dietrich, Maryland, in later Fort Dietrich. Because of severe moral crisis concerning the nature of his biological weapon research. Among Olson's concerns were the development of assassination materials used by the CIA and the CIA's use of biological warfare materials in covert operations, experimentation with biological weapons in populated areas, collaborations with former Nazi scientists under Operation Paperclip, LSD mind control research and the use of psychoactive drugs during terminal interrogations under a program codenamed Project Artichoke. So terminal inv- interrogations means they were killing these people. Jesus Christ. 
Later, forensic evidence conflicted with the official version of events when Olsen's body was exhumed in 1994. Cranial injuries indicated that Olsen had been knocked unconscious unconscious before he exited the window. Yeah, he was fucked out that window. The medal examiner uh, termed Olsen's death a homicide in 1975. Olsen's family received a settlement of $750,000 from the US government and formal apologies from President Gerald Ford and CIA Director William Coby. Though their apologies were limited to informed consent issues concerning Olsen's ingestion of LSD. So they didn't say we murdered them. Yeah. On the 28th of November 2012, the Olsen family filed suit against the US federal government for the wrongful death of Frank Olsen. The case was dismissed in July 2013 due to, in part, the 1976 settlement between the family and the government. In the decision dismissing the suit, the US District Judge James Boesberg wrote, While the court must limit its analysis to the four corners of the complaint, the sceptical reader may wish to know that the public record supports many of the allegations, far-fetched, far-fetched as they may sound. This is insanity. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they just killed one of their own. A 2010 book by H.B. Alborali Jr. alleged that the 1951 Point Saint Spirit mass poisoning was part of MK Delta. Oh. That Olson was involved in the event and that he was eventually murdered by the CIA. However, academic sources attribute the incident to ergo poisoning through a local bakery. Hmm. Mm. Mm. In 1973, amid a government-wide panic caused by Watergate, CIA Director Richard Helms ordered all MK Ultra files destroyed, pursuant to this order. Right. Most CIA documents regarding the project were destroyed, making a full investigation into MK Ultra impossible. A cache of some 20,000 documents survived Helms' purge, as they had been incorrectly stored in a financial records building and were discovered following an FOIA request in 1977. These documents were fully investigated during the Senate hearing of ni- hearings of 1977. In 1974, the New, York's ti- the New York Times alleged that the CIA had conducted illegal domestic activities, including experiments on US citizens during the 1960s. The report prompted the investigation by the United States Congress into the form in the form of the Church Committee by the commission known as Rockefeller Commission and looked into the illegal domestic activities of the CIA, the FBI and intelligence-related agencies of the military. In the summer of 1975, Congressional Church Committee reports and the Presidential Rockefeller Commission reports revealed to the public for the first time that the CIA and the Department of Defense had conducted experiments on both unwitting and cognizant human subjects as part of the extensive program to find out how to influence and control human behavior through the use of psychoactive drugs such as LSD, mesaline and other chemical, biological and psychological means. Sidney Gottlieb, who had retired from the CIA two years previously, had headed the MK Ultra, was interviewed by the committee, but claimed to have very little recollection of, course. of the activities. <clears throat> Tons of those documents were redacted as well, so yeah. you can't fucking see what actually happened by their sense. The Congressional Committee investigated the CIA research, chaired by Senator Frank Church, concluded, prior consent was obviously not obtained for many or any of the subjects. The committee noted the experiments sponsored by these researchers called into question the decision 
by the agencies not to fix guidelines for the experiments. Following the recommendations of the Church Committee, President Gerald Ford in 1976 issued the first executive order on intelligence activities, which among other things prohibited experimentation with drugs on human subjects, except with the informed consent, in writing and witnessed by a disinterested party of each such human subject and in accordance with the guidelines issued by the National Commission. Subsequent orders by President Carter and Reagan expanded the directive to apply to any human experimentation. The US General Accounting Office issued a report in September 28, 1994, which stated that between 1940 and 1974, DOD and the other national security agencies studied thousands of human subjects in tests and experiments involving involving hazardous substances. The quote from the study is as follows. Working with the CIA, the Department of Defense gave hallucinogenic drugs to thousands of volunteers. Thousands. Volunteers is the word I get. I wouldn't use the word volunteer either, to be honest with In the you. 1950s and 1960s. In addition to Lies. LSD, the army also tested coincidental. Oh, never heard of that. Benzylate, which is a hallucinogenic code named BZ. They fucking love an hallucinogen, don't they? Many of these tests were conducted conducted under the so-called MK Ultra program, established to counter-perceive Soviet and Chinese advances in brainwashing techniques. Between 1953 and 1964, the program consisted of 149 projects. I could only get a list of 17. 149. It involved drug testing and other studies on unwitting human subjects. So you can only imagine the other shit that they were pulling out as well, because like, that's only what you were hearing... It's probably the tip of the iceberg. And it's like... Of, of, of what they were doing. And the fact that they were doing it on their own people as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, they were bringing in American citizens yeah. and doing this to them. So, in no capacity did they give a single fuck about American citizens. No. This wasn't about protecting America. This wasn't... This was about hubris. And it was about playing God. That's yeah. all this was about. Like brainwashing and mind control and fucking birds what are you what are you doing the like, birds one is always like what the fuck are you doing what what was their end game here to create a bunch of super soldiers yeah like, like living they're... in fucking la la land and honest to god i'd say the amount of lsd these cunts were doing was making this 10 times worse 10 times worse do you know what i mean because we're doing lsd and they were like we can do all these amazing things like fucking losing their shit coming up with these insane ideas, destroying people's lives, spending millions on these experiments when there was a fucking civil race issue in the States at this time. But even like, during that time, they're they're flooding black neighbourhoods yeah, with, with fucking crack, crack. man. Like, they're, like, they're, giving, they're, they're creating, giving young black men syphilis and seeing how they're going to react. Like, it's they're the CIA at that point are also doing like other like so there's like there are definitely conspiracy theories that like but you can see why people get to the conspiracy ah, dude, theories. I could tell if someone gave me conspiracy theory about that, I'd be like, you know what, that's so insane that this other thing could yeah. probably have happened. Um, like. So like the see there's a whole conspiracy theory about like like pop culture that was created by yeah. like mamas and papas, right? Yeah, yeah. But then there's also like 
there's a tr- truth behind that. They created an entire magazine yeah. for that was like a Black Panthers magazine yeah. that was just a CIA. And like there's loads of um stuff that's linked to like um extraterrestrials and aliens and stuff like that that's about MKUltra actually the first two seasons of the X-Files touch on it oh where, really yeah where they were saying that because the entire thing about the X-Files the entire basis of it was that the government was working with extraterrestrials oh okay and then that was based on MKUltra because they were basically there was a lot of conspiracy theories being like oh yeah and they've like connected the, you know spoken to the aliens and they're doing all this stuff with the aliens and the aliens like so that shit came out of that yeah but you you can understand why people were like if you read those documents and you were in any way inclined to a conspiracy theory, but I think so a conspiracy theory, honestly, in this scenario, is easier. Yeah. It feels safer to my mind than to be like, you know, what? the government of the most powerful nation yep. in the world went to Denmark and, and willingly orphaned, drugged, and abused orphan Orphans. children orphan. to be like let's see and like what they're like and that goes back to even like if you think of like Marvel movies in like those like the beginning of that like fucking movie with like Scarlett Johansson she's like a little Russian orphan yeah, yeah, yeah. that's in this like orphanage but where they're trying to like, like make the Winter Soldier as well exactly yeah. they're trying to like make these like great amazing words secret spies yeah. yeah and they're like all they need to say is one word and, and they're be turned the, on the whole the whole uh, synopsis of this can be the entire idea of us was like, let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what happens. You're, you're, mur- you're killing people. Yeah. You're ruining their lives. You're destroying entire human beings. You're spending millions of dollars that could be given to actual problems. And then you burned all the fucking documents. Mm. I don't know. Everything is insane. MK Ultra is crazy. Sorry, that was a very long no, story. No, but it's so interesting. It's so interesting. And there's so much more to it. And then when you go off the offshoot of like Japan and what they did as well, because a lot of that shit that they were doing was based heavily on what the Japanese were doing and getting away with and were never slapped on the wrist for. But it's like so, even all the people who sit at the top of this organization. So like the Alan Jules who sat in the OSS also sat in a thing called uh, the League of Humans or the League of... Jesus Christ. Some other bullshit thing. Anyway, before he met like Hitler, he met like he did. the top people and he yeah. like, there are written letters between him and like other people in America hey, being Adolf, like, Hey what's going on? Being like, oh do you know, I've checked in on this whole German situation and, and uh, people are doing well. As opposed to looking at that situation and going, we never want this to happen again. How do we stop these things happening? They also, he they also went, did this insane thing. What are they doing over there? So remember I said to you that he... Like, no matter what the people that worked for him did, he would like... He was like, fun. Yeah. Yeah. He also operated in a very similar way. And that's why the whole Franklin D. Roosevelt and his relationship was really odd. Yeah. So, like, at one point, him and this other guy go and meet... uh, Not Hitler. What was the other guy? Goebbels. Go meet the second in command. And they're like, we want to organize, like, a peace, a treaty. Right. Right. Without getting any form of like, they don't, they oh, don't tell, okay, okay. They don't tell anybody in the government. They don't tell. Do they think they were just going to go over there and, and solve, they were like, solve well, everything. Because the whole, the other thing is that like Franklin D. Roosevelt and Churchill were like, it doesn't matter. We have like this can't be a, this can't be a treaty. This yeah. has to be like they have to fucking surrender, surrender everything. Yeah, like and it's probably one of the very hands. few times in history, other than probably what's going on right now with Ukraine, but. Even Ukraine's a bit blurry. 
it's for one of the very few times in history where there's a very clear they're the bad guys and we're, we're the, the good guys. guys. Yeah. Because everybody was against the Nazis. Yeah. However, in this like you like this human league people, that's not what they were called. But it's insane the amount of names that you hear that you're like, oh, okay, so like Rockefeller said on that, um, the Coke brother, the Coke family set on that, uh, Dupont set on that. Like, and the only thing these people were interested in, I'm plain and simple, because the whole idea or premise that was set forward for this group was like for world peace. Yeah. Really what they're trying to do is p- protect their financial investment. Oh, God, and that's still happening. Like, so he goes to Germany and he, oh, before, like, he's in Germany before World War II breaks out. Yeah. But Nazis have taken over. Yeah. And he goes there and so do a number of people from this, like, league. And they then report, so they're then talking to the Nazis and they're like, do you know what? They're hey actually guys. good guys. But what they're doing is moving their financial interests oh, out there. of Germany yeah. And then they slowly do that as well. So he does that in Berlin. He moves like financial interests out. They slow in parts of Europe that they then move into. They yeah. move their financial interests out of that. And then when Nazi Germany was over, and what I said about them going in and trying to figure out what was happening with their weapons, the other thing they were doing was moving their wealth yeah. out of it. And that's not shocking to me at all. And and that was the other thing is that there was a whole conversation between the United Kingdom and America where um. Franklin D. Roosevelt was on the record of being like England's just there now because they are have a history of colonization. Yeah. So they were like they just they're just waiting to see if the fallout they can, they can jump take in. It. Yeah. Um. But it is that thing where it's like the people who are involved in all of like they're all just like they all know each other. They're all connected. They, it's almost as if we're it's a class pro- program. But it, it is it's everything like that and everything even now to this day these people do not care about no. human life. They care about money, money. And that's still going on. Like, I'm sure there's not be not to be conspiracy theorists. There's still fucking weird shit going on. Like there is no way there's not weird shit going Montana, on. Guantanamo Bay still exists. It's like that that comedian, I can't remember his name, where he was like, you know, he was like, I don't believe I don't like conspiracy theories. He was like he was like, when people say to me they don't believe any conspiracy theories, he's like, So you just think the government's going about their daily business telling you everything? Yeah. He was like, Come on. They're not. Like Guantanamo Bay, exactly. Like the shit they pull there. The tor- the shit they pulled in Guantanamo Bay. Barack Obama wasn't hurt, just FYI. Um, because a lot of people seem to be oh, yeah, losing yeah. over that motherfucker as well. But um, no, it's insane. It's desperately sad. And then you talk about orphans and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's going to get any worse. Anyway, it wasn't a murder technically this no, week. No, but and it, it was. A lot of people Irish, were murdered. <laughs> wasn't an Irish crime. No, and I couldn't... Murder. T- truthfully I couldn't find a single connection to Ireland or nah. like um, I'm sure some of their families were Irish or something I think they were all like um, they're all no but it is fascinating stuff and there's a ton of books about it and like if you do watch the first two seasons of the X-Files you'll see all that shit in there like all the uh, mind control and the placing chips in people's bodies to and all that crap so um, and the uh, electro Treatment, electroshock treatment as well. That's like massive in the X-Files. It's all based on MKUltra. So yeah. I'm going to go. I think we're going to watch the X-Files tonight. Oh, okay. That's what I'm going to do after that story now. Very well done. Very interesting. Horrific. Okay, thanks for Alan Ginsberg is beautiful. Alan Ginsberg is beautiful. Like, I can't deal with that. I can't deal when people are like, read Alan Ginsberg. I'm like, oh, alright, I don't need uh, pedos. I'm grand. Um, Alan Ginsberg is beautiful. And we're sorry about the man last week. Oh, deepest apologies to uh, Matthew... Joseph Kelly, I'm sure that's his middle name. Uh, we do apologise. We, do we, re- we did retract it and we're Michael, very sorry. Matthew, please know we don't have any money. 
uh, to sue us. We have not got a penny between us. He was investigated, but he was found not guilty. So was Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard, yeah, they went after Cliff as well. Yeah. My mother was deeply upset about that. I like short people. He's so rich. So fucking rich. Let's Google. Like Cliff Richard's net worth four hundred and eighty million. Shout at the shout at the shout into the your radios there now. Four hundred and eighty million pounds. Cliff Richard net worth is as of today. Cliff Richard news. Oh, Jay's little calendar. Good man, Cliff. My mother loves Cliff Richard. He is worth. You son of a bitch. I hit the wrong thing. Hundred and twenty million dollars. I was so mad, at, so well off. Monthly, Did you want to hear monthly income and salary? One million dollars. No, for a great one. <laughs> Do you want to hear all of the notable people who were documented subjects in MK Ultra? Yes, go. So Alan Ginsberg, uh, Ken Kesey, the author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yes. Nest, Robert Hunter, Jerry Garcia, mad. Uh. Alleged suspects, James Whitey Bulger. Really? Yeah. Apparently he's subjected to weekly injections of LSD and subsequent testing while in prison in Atlanta well, in 1957. Is... Yes, I'm not surprised by that. Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, he's the Unibomber. Yeah. Uh, Henry Murray. No. No, that's the guy who led the Harvard psychologist, Henry Murray, in total. Yeah. In total, Kaczynski spent 200 hours apart of that study. Jesus. Lawrence Teeter was the attorney for Saran Saran who was convicted of murdering Robert F. Kennedy. And he was given, he was in... Yep. He believed that Saran was operating under MK Ultra mind control. So there you go. Madness. Lads. Yeah. Also, um, Alan Jules yeah. was fired by John F. Kennedy but then was brought back in to investigate yeah, his, his murder. murder. Which is very odd. Isn't that He's odd? He's probably like, glad I happened. Yeah. <laughs> Fire like, me! I am the BBC! That's what he said. Um, but very good job. I'm going to go watch the X-Files now because you put it in brain. I need you to rub my back. Mind control. What are we calling this week's episode? Oh, I don't know. I think something. I'll have a list. I always have a listen and then I pick up on something. It was not particularly funny. No, I'll find something. Uh, I'll find, well, it's not really funny about orphans since they're being fucking drugged. <laughs> no, we usually were able to, you know, have a moment. Have a, have a little moment. Have a I'll moment have a look. of lightheartedness. I'll, I'll find something. Um, everybody, have a great week. Everybody have the best week. Wish happy Christmas. Sarah, a happy... Oh no, it'll be your birthday gone. My birthday oh, will be gone. I'll, I'll put up a post I always do anyway. Oh, um, very much. And... Add me on twi- TikTok. I thought you would say Twitch. 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 Add me on, on Twitch. Twitch. Add her on Twitch. Uh, SJ with bits. Um, I don't have anything. Because oh, everything's private Because I'm not letting anyone Someone sent me a message Fuckers into my life Where they added me on TikTok And then I was like Oh thanks for adding me And then they were like Oh don't add me back Because I don't want to be perceived like Emma Yay <laughs> We are here There's literally dozens of us Dozens Dozens um, But everybody have a lovely week We'll see you next week For more terribleness Yeah More drug orphans Yeah Thanks guys Thanks everyone Watch out Becky's up on this altar
Lekki 